There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Uh, Wonderful to be back with you again as ever and delighted today to be having a show on giving and receiving feedback. Um, Before we do that and we start talking about uh, what is a really important area in life, in business, a really important area to help you kind of elevate yourself and elevate your thinking and uh, grow yourself and people to a new level. I just wanted to say a big thank you to Christopher O'Donnell uh, from HubSpot last week. It's it's great to have guests who, you know, are really in the thick of it. And Christopher, having a very senior role and senior uh, development role at uh, HubSpot, you know, right from the beginning, seen massive, massive growth with he's got over 200 staff and it's growing at a an incredible rate. It was great to hear his perspective on building and leading creative teams. And there was all sorts of ideas, thoughts inspiration from a, you know, a real practitioner. Uh, Christopher's also a musician, so he's also got experience in creating musical albums and things like that. So that had an interesting parallels with business. So if you're interested in that whole area of leading uh, teams, of building teams, which uh, is something I'm very passionate about, and my colleague who's here today, John Jennings, is as well, uh, then I really recommend uh, listening to that interview. I'm sure you're going to get loads and loads of ideas and thoughts about how you can develop your, your teams. So um, today we're going to talk about giving and receiving feedback, and um, my colleague John's going to sort of turn the tables on me because I, I thought about this subject area, um, where as I've recently been doing quite a little bit of work around it, and I've been I wrote a book about a year ago, a mini book for a, a client on this area, and I've been running various webinars, sorry, various seminars and face-to-face workshops for clients on this subject. And it became very apparent to me that um, this whole area of giving and receiving feedback is just, it, it's fundamental when it comes to uh, growth, to our own sort of development. And therefore, I was really keen to um, have the opportunity to share some thoughts and ideas with you about it. So I'll, I'll let John do the introductions. But before I do that, I'm going to say I'm going to hand over to John. Uh, John's going to host the show today and primarily interview me. But John's got a, a huge amount of experience as well from uh, from, I think, over 34 years, I can't believe it, of experience. He looks far too young <laughs> for that, of uh, working with organizations and uh, leading functions, departments, uh, and working with loads and loads of clients. So um, on people, people kind of development um, issues being at the heart of what he does, he, um, he therefore has a lot of experience too. So we'll, we'll, we'll chat about this together, I'm sure. Uh, John's very much, he's an expert in, um, in people development, in engagement, which is something that we're so passionate about, working with companies and transforming them from uh, people seeming very, very down and quiet and grey to um, ener- building really energised workforces. Um, he's worked for companies like Prudential and Egg and um, was a director at Experian, a company called Totemic. He became a, a chief operating officer of a big, um, a big theatre in, in our hometown in Leicestershire, or my hometown in Leicestershire. And, uh, and since then, has been working with me 
to um, to help organisations to develop their leaders and their teams and to to grow. He's a, a keen cyclist. He loves his holidays and he loves his family. Um, so I'm just going to pass over now to uh, my good friend John Jennings. Chris, thank you so much. Delighted to be here. And hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to listen. Um, I guess most of the people listening to this show uh, know all about Chris, but it's my turn to give you a little a little bio on Chris, a very short one. Uh, of course, he is the creator and the host of the show you're listening to, the Business Elevation Show, the most listened to show, uh, business show on Voice America. Um, Chris and myself, uh, as Chris has mentioned and alluded to, we help leaders to evaluate business, to, to elevate business performance uh, by developing a, exceptional leaders by having uh, a look at themselves how they lead uh, their businesses um, and develop their teams and, and also highly engaged workforces and Chris many of you will know is co-author of a great book called the power to get things done whether you feel like it or not um, and over here in the UK Chris is a fellow of the of the professional speaking uh, association um, so again thank you for joining us to uh, to discuss the the art of uh, how to master feedback and, and Chris, I guess we could say the tables are turned. After interviewing something like, I don't know, over 350 amazing folk on your show, uh, and you've also had um, 300,000 different listeners across uh, access the show multiple times in the last year, how does it feel to be the one having to answer the questions? <laughs> well, actually, I think, I think one thing you'll know about me, John, is that I love to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of as happy really hosting or or um, being asked questions, I think um, when you when you do do something like this, you do also find yourself having the you know for eight years now, you have the opportunity. A lot of people also ask you if um, onto their shows and want to interview you. So this is something I I enjoy doing. But I think the thing I would say about you know how do I, how do I feel about the show? I, I'm still amazed that so many people very kindly you know listen to this show. And I mean the aim I wanted to do when I first started this, it was about. You know, helping over a million people beyond my client base to sort of develop and and grow, and it's it's um, it's quite shocking actually that you know so many people over eight years have have listened to this and people often say kind words. And I, I think probably the the thing I, I I love is I love the opportunity to talk to guests who just wouldn't have a reason to talk to me otherwise, um, and uh, we have no significance whatsoever. And actually, uh, many of these guests become your friends and become your kind of peers, and sure. you get to know them. And then on the other side, um, I think I probably just get so much, so much, um, uh, you know, so appreciated and get gratitude when people do take the time to send me an email and just say actually I, I really enjoyed this show or you know I've learned this so as a consequence of listening to your show this has happened and that gives me an enormous amount of pleasure just know, it makes me realize actually we're not just talking into thin air we're, we're, we're providing content that generally helps people and you know, helps this world to become um, better and um, helps business hopefully to do things in a in a better way in a, in a good way um that's just nice to be able to make a bit of a contribution really so that, that all feels good great well certainly not talking into thin air as three hundred thousand different listeners just in 2019 would uh, would allude to so we want to talk about the uh, how to give and receive feedback and chris i think you and i probably both know uh, from our experience of working across different businesses in different sectors of uh, of the economy and, and industry that you know, both with high-performing teams and some not-so-high-performing teams, that one thing that does mark out the high-performing businesses is that ability to give and, and receive quality feedback. And yet a lot of people 
we find, don't we, that uh, that they find it very difficult to master this particular art. So let, let's start by you telling us why uh, why this subject is something that you are, are particularly interested in. I think from a, a personal perspective, I think if you if you look back on your life, you realise that actually the the way to you develop and grow is through this constant feedback that you might receive. So you receive feedback as a as a baby, as a young child from parents, uh, and then ultimately from from teachers at school, uh, from other other friends and some of that feedback might not be kind it might leave you in turmoil uh, some of that might encourage you and inspire you and help you to grow uh, some of it might uh, actually in spite of it being not helpful i remember some of my you know getting feedback for example years ago when i was doing um, economics at a level the teacher gave me a really poor estimate of what i was going to get and another teacher said you're not going to go to university you're not kind of kind of sharp enough and um, I was just determined then to prove them wrong. And uh, as a consequence, I ended up winning the school economics prize and having a choice of universities to go to. Um, so that, you know, there was a, a side to that which turned out to be a positive. But I think looking through life is there is so much feedback that we receive. If we actively receive it from a good place, uh, a well-intentioned place, it can really help us to, to move forward, to see things from different perspectives. And um, I think it's therefore a very important subject. I, I know you know the work that we do, John. One of the things that really impacted me and, and had a huge difference personally was when a sales director of a company I was working for, at my first graduate job. They were called Leyland Daff. They made uh, vans right. and trucks. And I was only a week into into working there. I was a, I was a young graduate, and I went into a meeting and I actually managed to make the sales director look a little bit stupid by having the answer to something that he didn't know. And uh, and everybody actually laughed at him that this new graduate knew the answer and he didn't. And he came over to my desk afterwards and he said this to me. He said, Chris, he said, can I give you a bit of feedback? And immediately I'm thinking, you know, what's this going to be? Knowing that this situation had just happened. And he said, well, you're just starting out your career. You're, you're very young. And I'm just ending mine this week because I retire on Friday. And if I can just share one piece of feedback for you about on my entire career that I think you might find helpful, it's this, people are everything. And he just walks off. But that has um, sat with me because I, I just think people are, are very, very sure. important. We're in business to, uh, to employ people, to provide services that help people. And therefore, we need to meet, we need to put people at the forefront. So you and I very much work with companies now to develop people-centric organisations. And that little bit of feedback actually changed my life. Right. Um, so you know, I think feedback. I've had loads of it. We get we get feedback from our spouses, from our our children. Sometimes not very kind. Uh, sometimes very helpful. Sometimes difficult to take. But overall, it is the key driver to growth, personal growth. Okay. Now, your work obviously involves, as mentioned in the in the intro, supporting leaders with developing their businesses and their people, and we see very uh, central to that uh, developing engaged workforces, people who want to give uh, above and beyond what could be expected of them uh, normally. So, why do you think feedback, the feedback process, is important to that? I think, I think one of the Something that really hit it home to me when I was doing some research for a recent workshop on feedback was some research that was done in the United States 
uh, last year in 2018. And they, this research, I, I forget who did it, but it, it involved um, sort of analyzing 57 companies and identifying the key drivers uh, for uh, performance. And what came out of that research was that the number one driver for performance was having a, a you know, having a really good uh, feedback performance culture, where people were able to give and receive feedback, uh, and um, but also learn to do that, po- you know, positively within within the operations of a business. So actually, you know, feedback wasn't something that isn't something that uh, therefore is. Uh, kind of the elephant in the room that people don't talk about they actually talk about uh, uh, feedback as being an important mechanism and uh, as being an employee it's important to be able to give it and to be able to receive it and they help people um, to be able to do that effectively Uh, and uh, that was identified as being the number one driver and when you and I John we we help build engaged organizations it made me realize just you know how important this subject is and how important it is that organizations get to get to do it well and learn how to do it well and, and embed it into their cultures sure okay well let, let's 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 hold that thought and go on and talk about how you actually make this part of just what we do around here uh, culture um, I'd just like to know a little bit more about you mentioned at the start of the uh, your, your intro that you deliver seminars and workshops on the subject of, of feedback. Uh, you've also written uh, a kind of little mini handbook, uh, which is a guide on giving and receiving feedback. So I think something to really help bring it alive would be any stories you might have or any of the issues that you could you, you, you could uh, talk about that people typically have when it comes to giving and receiving feedback. Mm. I, I think the... The, one of the number one things that people forget when it comes to feedback, and I'd appreciate, and I got I got some somebody recently surprised surprised at this, which um, which equally surprised me is that when we talk about feedback, people might might go you know, gulp because you know typically people we're, we're kind of we, we've been um, almost within our kind of DNA is this I, this notion that we used to receive feedback. And some of that feedback might have been life-threatening. You know, it might have been a scary animal was going to chase us or, or we were escaping from an enemy or we didn't have shelter. Or, and therefore, we've learned to kind of fear uh, feedback to a certain extent. But actually, feedback can be, really, can be really positive. And I think one of the things that surprises people is actually when they realize that the motivations of individuals, we all love to be, when it comes down to it, um, you know, deep down, we love to be loved and to love other people, and we like to be cared for, and uh, we love to the whole receive positive feedback about when we do things well. And, and if you think about it again, like the school teachers maybe gave you feedback, your parents gave you feedback. We're kind of conditioned through life for feedback. You know, your, your dog John, sorry, Flossie John. You know, we've just been, uh, uh, you know, patting her, and you know, you, you train her and, de- and develop her based upon she learns by feedback. Sure. So feedback is is something that is very critical and i think people forget and are surprised by the fact that actually we all crave more positive feedback and that um, research is suggesting people want positive feedback every seven to nine days so we often see feedback as something that's very negative um we also don't we realize that when we give feedback to some people sometimes um it can almost be in the lap of the gods how it's going to be received if we don't do it, think it through. We can get surprises back when people might get offended, might get angry, might get upset. Um, 
or might just go very quiet and uh, and you realize it's maybe damaged a relationship um also we people you know don't necessarily when you get feedback some people immediately go into this um very defensive position and don't take it on board and are resistant to it so we have to learn sure. we have to learn not to be resistant to it we have to learn to be open to it so there there's, there's a lot of things when it comes to feedback and that people struggle with and uh, and identify as issues and how to actually do it what's the process to do it well um what's what are when you get deep into it there's language patterns that can help you to to give feedback more effectively it, it's um it's, it's a whole subject area that needs careful consideration and it needs to be interpreted i think for managers and leaders to be able to do it well otherwise they will make more mistakes sure sure so so what, what, what when you actually give a, a, a seminar i know you've done some recently mm-hmm. what sort of um you know, i know we're going to go and talk talk about this in uh, in in part two of the show uh, what what would be the the two or three main things that um uh, issues that people bring with them to those seminars okay i i think you know, a, a key is for you would be that they've got some feedback that they need to deliver to somebody ah right. and okay and they don't quite know how to go about doing right. it Okay. Or, or they've got some feedback that is actually quite sensitive that could would really offend somebody yep. or pretend has the risk to do it. Um, often there's, it might be that also they've got a feedback to a team. So there can be an elephant in the room. There might be a subject that they don't necessarily want to address because it could you know, open up a, a nest of potential problems. But actually... It maybe needs to be addressed. You know, at, the, at a, a big level, you know, you might have had some bit of feedback that people are unhappy about compensation in your company, and you've actually got to address the whole company and, and respond to that feedback. Um, so I think the the whole area is, is maybe some, de- you know, dealing with some fear um, and dealing with the need to be able to be articulate in that feedback uh, with others. Uh, and I say I, I think it's... Um, it's, it's also is if somebody's got to give some harsh feedback how do we actually do it in a very sensitive way such that it, it, people come out of it feeling motivated i guess sure okay but in fact you you mentioned this as we as we're moving towards the commercial but you mentioned an interesting thing there about uh about about being given feedback at school and a thought to leave the listeners with is one of our most famous businessmen sir richard branson was told by his headmaster when he was at school uh, being a naughty boy that he would never amount to anything so 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 maybe we don't always take feedback you know too personally and, and go away and try and learn the valuable lesson chris that's been really interesting um uh, we're just about to move to a commercial break part two we're going to come back and and talk about uh, perhaps putting a structure around this about uh, about some of the things that we need to understand before we rush out and try and and, and practice this uh, in in the workplace so we'll move now to a commercial break thank you when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One to one mentoring and coaching 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Well, welcome back, everybody. And if you've only just tuned in and you're thinking, that doesn't sound like Chris Cooper, you're right. It's John Jennings, Chris's business partner. Because today we're talking about giving and receiving feedback and Chris is in the hot seat answering the questions. So, Chris, we, we've talked in part one of the show uh, about why, why this subject is of such interest to you and some of your experience in, in delivering interventions to businesses about how they might incorporate this, uh, this skill, if, if we could call it that, giving and receiving feedback into what, what they do uh, every day. And now we'd like to go and think about um some practical advice for for people tuning in what sort of things do we we need to understand what do we need to think about before we rush out back into the workplace and sit everybody down and say i've um, got some feedback for you yeah I, th- I think i think john we need to some there's some considerations some some things we need to be kind of mindful of um i think the one of those things is that people do need much more frequent feedback than we give them so for example, you know, feedback often, you know, a good manager might save, might save feedback up for the appraisal and kind of, you know, still sort of dump it in one go. Um, a bad manager might not even do that at all, might not even do appraisal. But I think you know, we need to be think of feedback as being something that is uh, more frequently delivered in the course of doing um, business, uh, not just landed on people. And, and if it's landed on people in one go, you're also much more open to challenge because you might share some bits of feedback and if you're not carefully thought through the evidence, then you might get sort of challenged back. So it's more helpful to kind of drip feed uh, that feedback. Um, I think it was interesting in our break, John, actually, you were just, you were just, you know, one of the things with feedback is that, you know, they can, feedback can actually trigger really important moments in our life. And, and, and when we get feedback that's given well, 
you know, we, we, we remember that. And you just gave a little example there of uh, a time when you, in our break when you worked really hard. Do you want to just share that? Sure, yeah. It was a very interesting one um, because it stuck in my memory for so long because we're talking, ooh, maybe 15, 20 years ago now. And I was uh, working for a, a big multinational, U.S. multinational business. We'd gone through a very tough time where we'd had a, a big reorganization and, and some people uh, had lost their jobs and it was a very difficult atmosphere because we had to keep business as usual going while all this um, this unpleasant stuff was going on in the background. And after we were through it and starting to come out the other side, if you like, my boss came over to me one late one Friday afternoon uh, after a, a tough old week and clapped me on the back and said, John, uh, you know, it's been a very difficult period that we've gone through. I think you've done a great job. And he was very specific. And he said, when you dealt with those people who were lo losing the jobs, I thought you were really empathetic. And, and so that was really great to hear. And then he also said, oh, and by the way, I happen to know it's your uh, wedding anniversary next week. So why don't you and Sue uh, go somewhere nice, take the day off, enjoy, and uh, it's well-deserved. And that has stuck with me, Chris, mm -hmm. for, as I say, 15 to 20 years, that not only did I get some positive affirmative feedback and some of the feedback I've had in the past hasn't always been positive affirmative. We'll go on and talk about that. But I got this positive feedback and then it was backed up with a specific action that I've never forgotten. And what that instilled in me is I need to do that more often with my team. Mm. And so I kind of took that example and, and, and yeah. led with it, if you like. Excellent. Yeah, I remember just brought up for me 25 years ago, probably. Uh, Mars Confectionery, my first um, month of selling, and I sold 17 vending machines against a target of 12. And the uh, you know sales director, his name was Bob Green, didn't really know him from Adam, wrote, a, wrote me a little card, welcomed me to the company and saying how amazing it was I'd, uh, what I'd achieved in my first month. And, and I still remember that 25 years later. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? It those is, yeah. How you remember those things. Really Other things to kind of think about, um, it, I think the research is suggesting that people – who um, give people feedback in those in areas where they've got you know kind of natural ability, and then they will grow faster. Uh, because if you think about it, in, in our brains we've got these kind of neuro connections, and you know, it's a bit like, a bit like the branches of a tree. In those areas where we've got some skills, so it might be for some people, it might be around IT, or it might be around innovation, or it might be around you know dealing with people and coaching and or operationally delivering things or customer care, whatever. You're giving people feedback around that. That these connections will grow quicker than if you're giving them feedback around an area where they've got no natural flow at all. And the research suggests that if you, if you do that, you can help them kind of master quicker, um, you know, the, and help them be the best, best version of themselves by giving them feedback in those areas. Another thing to think about is that we're all biased. Whether we like it or not, right. we're all biased. So, you know, we about 50% the research is suggesting of feedback that uh, somebody gives is um, based upon how they would have they how they themselves would behave. Okay. So I've seen people tied up in knots with 360 degree feedback, for example. So right. uh, I was working with a guy in a senior, um, a senior in a bank, a senior guy, and he had 360 degree feedback. He showed me it, and if I looked, and he was devastated by it. It was. It was seemed to be coming at him from all angles. He's a very people-orientated person, and um, but I could see looking at that feedback, the style of the person who given him it. So one person saying you need to be more creative, come up with more ideas. I could see that individual was innovative. You need to look at your numbers and be more um, financially motivated and driven. So you could see that that was coming from somebody who was detailed and financially orientated. You know, you need to take care with this and that. And when I looked at that feedback, 
it was coming from people with very different styles to him who were saying to him, you need to be more like me. Right. So okay. I think you've got to be mindful of that, that we're all, we're all kind of have our biases. And if you give feedback, you've got your own biases too. You know, John and I, because we, we, we see people as being the most important thing when it comes to a business, we may be more biased towards people. Uh, than somebody who's um, you know who's focusing on the numbers if you see what I mean we're less less biased when it comes to numbers than we are to sure. emotionally dealing with people sure. so we've got in mind absolutely right the other thing is that um, in our, it can be in our DNA how we receive feedback partly you think about you know how you know maybe you, you, that that DNA can be derived from ancestors and parents and you know so one person can take feedback very very uh, comfortably, whereas someone else may completely block it or get upset or offended. But, you know, part of that's written into your DNA. Part of that is written in is, is comes from your upbringing. And uh, and um, you know, give an example. I have a client who have some couple of clients who have been bullied in their younger years, and then when they they get some feedback from somebody, they they see it uh, in the workplace. They see that as someone bullying them, where actually it's not. It's somebody just being assertive with them, sure, and giving them that feedback, and then. I think another thing just to think about is if you're a leader or manager, make sure that you're you're talking about feedback in your teams and you're building a culture within your teams that is accepting and sees the value of feedback. Um, and, and that way you build trust uh, and, uh, and, and, and it doesn't surprise people when they're getting feedback. Um, you give good feedback as well, but make, make it part of the culture. Make it a, an acceptable part of working here. Um, and then um, it will be easier then for people to to sort of take it and share it and great okay great answers and a lot of a lot of stuff in there which i'd like to, to just to, to to pick on a couple of points i'd like to go back certainly to feedback culture how because you, you you said make it part of the culture i think a lot of question a lot of people will have is how um so when you've been into a, an organization where it's it becomes i guess pretty clear from the outset that feedback isn't really what we do around here unless it's to maybe tell somebody off um, or it's just part of the annual appraisal and only happens once a year what steps can uh, an individual business leader take to start making that part of the of the of the dna of the of the business i, th I think what you have to do is you you, you make it you start at the, at the in a situation with your team and where you can affect and you have that conversation with your team about actually, you know, you know, from now on what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, we're going to give and receive feedback more regularly. And also feedback from peers is often appreciated um, unless there's high, high degrees of competition between peers. I, I think, um, so I think have those sorts of conversations in the team, but also in the company, um, identify mechanisms whereby you're getting feedback from your staff. You know, you and I, John, we really, we really know this and that, when it comes to people being engaged, they want to have a dialogue with with the company. And they may not um, want to do that with 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 um, people knowing it comes from them. They want to do it may want to do it anonymously. But you need these mechanisms. So you know there are all sorts of surveys, staff surveys that people people utilise. So, you know, we love we love uh, a tool called Engagement Multiplier because what it does is enables people to have an anonymous dialogue and share the truth of, from their perspective of what's going on. And we've, we, where we put that into companies and they do these surveys every quarter, that, that feedback is com coming to the leadership. It can be quite painful for the leaders for a start to see that. But um, once they see it and they start addressing it and it comes out in the open, it's, it's amazing magic starts to happen. Um, so that, that kind of mechanism. If you're interested in that, there's a link on the site to engage at Multiply and you can have a, have, a, have a little look at that and you can even do a, 
it'll even do a free survey for your entire company if you want to. But it's, it's a particular tool that we both love. So I think just you've got to build those mechanisms in, those feedback mechanisms in. Um, sure. I, I also read uh, an interesting article about uh, rewarding the, the leaders, the managers, uh, the supervisors who actually practice this on a regular basis, i.e. they practice giving people regular and constructive feedback and i thought what an interesting concept to actually uh, actually ingrain it in the behaviors of the organization by recognizing people who, who actually do that because not everybody finds it easy no i think i mean an interesting one i i, I think that's that's good that is uh, i think it was zappos who i don't know if they still do it but they were certainly at one stage giving staff you know, um, the opportunity that was every week, every month to to give um, fifty dollars uh, in a, in some kind of a voucher to another member of staff that had uh, impressed them that month, sure, and had really helped them. So that was a nice way to give feedback. And I think what they thought for a start was that 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 they would people would share them with their friends. But after a while, they realised that that didn't happen. People actively so, you know sort out people who impress them and what of course what that does and then everybody wants to help each other they become more you know more team-like rather than compete against each other sure sure and, and you mentioned also um engagement multiplier and how to get that into the culture by uh, creating regular two-way feedback in, in a way where people feel secure and comfortable about doing that if they don't feel particularly comfortable about doing it face to face and it's amazing isn't it how often we see communication as an issue yeah. that comes back in those surveys. Yes. And um, I saw a fascinating comment the other day from, obviously it was anonymous, so it was from uh, from a team member in a in a, a particular business of about 250 odd people. And this individual said, do you know, I've no idea whether I'm doing a good or a bad job around here because nobody ever tells me. Wow. And I just I kind of took a step back and uh, I mentioned that to the MD, I said, how often do you actually go out and say thank you? Because we know from our experience that the organisations where people receive regular feedback, be it thanks, be it I think we need to have a little chat about doing things differently, whatever the feedback may may be, they will perform better than the organisations who don't do that. Yeah. Well, there's a little saying, I don't know whether, which we have over here sometimes, you know, a, do- a dog is not just for Christmas, you know, and they tried to People, people get, but you know, get dogs for Christmas, and then they will get fed up with them after Christmas. Uh, I think a little bit with uh, feedback. Uh, feedback is not just for appraisal times. A feedback is something that you, you know, you work with day in day out, as you need to when you got a dog. You look after it day in day out. You know, feedback is is something in your toolbox that you should actively, actively utilise. Um, but you need to, need to do it in a smart way. Sure, sure. In terms of being able to give people some sort of structure, an idea of uh, of a process that they could follow, that would help them uh, get get into the into into good habits in terms of, of of giving feedback. We'll talk about receiving feedback later, but in terms of giving feedback, um, what what are some of the do's and don'ts as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I think I think the things to think about are. Um, Give appreciative feedback, but I think in, there's um, just, just there's some little different sort of categories of feedback. So we might give feedback if it's if it's instructional, and uh, and needs to be given quick because of time. We might give it quite directly. So we might share with somebody actually, you know, uh, just just um, 
in having a look at the way that you're doing this, um, this, this John. And uh, what I've found actually is it's more effective if you do it this way. Uh, and then John's quite happy to maybe to learn and, and take that bit of feedback. Um, the other thing is, I think where you've got something that's a bit more complex is having some, you know, do some coaching feedback where you ask some questions. And I often find questions are very helpful for people uh, to because often they will come up with answers that you haven't thought of or, or feedback, and sometimes even harder on themselves. But as a as a process, so you might you might sometimes need to do because a time more direct approach. Coaching involves a bit more in questioning, and occasionally there's some um, feedback that has to be done in a very structured way because it might be kind of disciplinary. Um, someone's done something really significant. You sure. might want to make sure you've got the right people alongside you. So as a, as a kind of general rule, a little process that I structured that when I looked at the the feedback system was to firstly you've got to plan your feedback. Yeah. Uh, you've got to think about the kind of person that you're going to give the feedback to. You've got to think about the situation. Make sure you've got some evidence um, that not just it's not not your gut feel. That actually there's some tangible evidence that, for example, someone's done a presentation and they've managed to upset some of the audience, or, or they've um, <laughs> uh, they danced all over the stage rather than stood still and gave the, gave yeah. the feedback yeah. in, impactful in an impactful manner. That's that you can give specific evidence on that. I think you've also got to make sure that in that your mindset's in the right place. If someone's got you angry, then don't give them feedback. Then when you're angry, maybe you want to sleep on it and give it them in the morning. But sure. but I think feedback ideally is you know 24 hours after the event. Um, is probably up to um, any longer than that, and it, it, you know what happened can get a bit d- diluted. You've got to think carefully about how you open the conversation. So, you know, saying to somebody, I, 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 you know, John, I've got some got some feedback for you. Ooh. How does that make you feel? Whoa! Uh oh, might have done something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe you might want to soften it and say, "Okay, John, could we okay for a little, little chat?" You know, and you do it in a in a lighter kind of way. Open the conversation, uh, you know, ask some questions about, you know, how did that go for you, John? You know, what, um, you know, what did you, what happened in that sort of session? And um, give them some, um, when you're giving your feedback back, maybe give them some positive as well as um, actually how you saw it specifically. And um, you might want to give that feedback around, you know, the explaining you know, when you were when you were doing a presentation, you know, what um, I noticed and one or two other members of the audience have mentioned to me is you did this and the result of it was yeah. actually this. How, you know, how did you feel about that? Listen, listen to their responses and answer any questions. One thing people get caught out often when they give feedback is when they get questions coming back that they find hard to answer. So reflect that, maybe summarize some action steps and give the other person some time to really reflect on what's happened because um, it might come as a shock to them. They might need to go away and sleep on it. Um, and then, you know, if you, at a later date, they may take the feedback on. And if you see evidence that they've taken it on board and they're doing things better than they did before, then give them the yeah, pat that, on the back. that's the time to give the pat on the back. Chris, great. Okay. Well, we're just moving to uh, uh, our commercial break. After the break, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this this process uh, and also uh, talk about maybe uh, what are some of the do's and don'ts about receiving feedback. So, Chris, thank you very much. And uh, over to our uh, commercial break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. 
Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. So welcome back, everybody. And for those just tuning in thinking that doesn't sound like Chris, you're right. It's Chris's business partner, John Jennings, who's uh, got the privilege today of, of asking Chris the questions on the fascinating subject of giving and receiving feedback. So, Chris, we've covered a lot of ground and um, conscious we haven't really talked about uh, receiving feedback. So what are your thoughts on on? Uh, on that particular element of what, what of what we've been discussing about, so what are some of the do's and don'ts about receiving feedback? Well, I think firstly be be very open to it, and if feedback's really helpful. I've just had in the break Erin, who's my engineer and uh, and friend now, I think um, of who uh, helps us with this sh- with this show. You know, he just told me that actually, Chris, you're moving in and out because I was getting animated and moving away from the mic. So that feedback immediately. It's very helpful. I think what we have to do when we, we get feedback is be mindful that we, we can be resistant to it. So I think there's a, a natural desire for people. We all kind of want to grow. And we realize that most of us, that feedback can help us develop and grow. But on the counter side to that, we all have this desire to be kind of liked just as we are. And you, you probably feel this most mostly with partners when you're, you know, your partner suddenly tells you, you know, you've, you know, the house is a mess and it's your fault. You know, you you suddenly, ah, you know, and you want to you want to kind of fight fight back and argue and say, well, actually, no, I've just cleared up this other room because of you. you. The the key first thing to do is just to stop. Okay. Just stop. Before you can become defensive, and just listen. And I, I have a. A little thing years ago i was i had to go into hospital i had um this sort of acid reflux and i would get lots of get acid going up my gullet and and when a day and night and i had a risk of cancer if i didn't have surgery on it and to test that whether i had this reflux or not i had to have um, a wire um put down my nose and have a little probe into my stomach which Oof. measured measured the acid and i had a box attached to my waist and uh, wow Big sticking plaster over my face, so people people looked at me with uh, as I walked out with of the pity. hospital with with with, with pity, <laughs> shock, and um, and, uh, <laughs> and and thinking I was something out of uh, you know Halloween or something like that. Um, and my wife um, called me and said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Actually, I'm fine. I've got a new friend." 
So for the 24 hours, even though it's horrible having this wire down and down with Becca, I know people, some people have far worse to deal with than, than that. Um, I just decided to see this thing as my friend. And actually, I dealt with it that way by seeing it as my friend. And I think you've got to do that with feedback. You've got to see feedback as being your your friend. It's also good to to ask questions when you get some feedback. Sure. That's, that's fine, okay. just to understand a bit more. Um, and if it makes sense, just say, you know, thank you. And I'll take a bit of time to I'll have to think about that. And I'll reflect on it. Um and you can just say, say thanks. And I think it, if you're in a business situation, it's also good to acknowledge afterward if you've decided that you're going to work on this bit of feedback that you've got, you know, to go back to the person and say, actually, um, you know, I'm going to do that in my next presentation or when next time I write, I'm going to do that and uh, and give them some evidence that actually they did a good thing to give you that feedback, if you see what I mean. So I do. That, would be, that would be my kind of thoughts on it. Okay. And in, in terms of... We, we talked just before the break about uh, a structure, a process that you could follow for for feedback, and, and you, you mentioned right at the the top of the agenda would be planning. I guess to to get your um, recipient into a, a good frame frame of mind, we want to we want to understand maybe how you can overcome resistance to feedback. Because you and I have joked about the um, the sort of oh, can I give you some feedback? Immediately making us think, oh, what have I done wrong? So what are some of the, some of the approaches that you could use to put people's mind at rest that um, that you know whether the feedback is, is is critical or praiseworthy or or somewhere in between it's going to be of benefit to them Well you know you can never you can never always be 100% sure how feedback's going to be taken Sure um, I think that you what you can do providing it's not you know, really, really serious is you can you can soften it a little bit. So you can soften it with your language, you can soften it with your tone of voice. And if somebody if somebody you do something and somebody suddenly talks to you in a very serious tone and, and chooses to tell you off, um, that could immediately get you back up. Um, but actually, if somebody in a very genuine, authentic, wanting to help kind of approach, um, you know, say, you know, it's okay, I have a little chat and, you know, I just noticed this sort of situation happened here. How did that happen? You know, what was your experience of it? And, um, you know, my recommendations on it from my experience. So it, you have to realize what, what can happen is people give feedback as though it's, um, you know, it, it, it's the rule, it's the law, it comes from the company, but it, it realizes it's only your opinion. You know, in my opinion, my experience, actually, if you have a, if you approach it this way, you might find it, you know, it, it it's it works more effectively. You get the kind of result that you want, and I think if you um you consider your tone, a voice, yeah, you consider that you're coming from a place. You've got to know that you're coming from a place which is very genuine. That you're not doing this for personal gain and giving them that feedback. You're doing it because you just genuinely want to help them, be be successful. Um, I think that will help to put the barriers barriers down. Right. Um, and but. But as I say, you you can never be one hundred percent sure. I, I remember getting some feedback actually from a member of staff who had, had a, used to give me gave me quite a bit of hard time of a hard time. I had lots of members of staff at the time, but there was one it was just particularly difficult. And um, the feedback was coming coming from her more regularly. But I would listen to it. I kind of acknowledge it. And it was only when she. I gave her a person to manage, which is what she really wanted, that she came to me and one day apologized to me and said, Chris, I just realized I used to give you a hard time. And it just suddenly dawned on me how hard it is to manage somebody, and I'm sorry. So so with, <laughs> with her, it took a little while for it to, to land. 
she had to have been through an experience to realize that actually there was a different way to do things, if that makes sense. And sure. Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, a little, a little story from my past, very brief one, is some of the first advice I received uh, on, on how I should take feedback was there's only two words you use. And, it, and it, do you know what? It's not the first two words that may actually come to mind. And the two words are thank you. Uh, and then, as you say, go on and ask a question. And I found a, a good question to ask if I was given feedback that quite surprised me, uh, which which has happened, was to say, can you give me an example of that? I, I, you know, I wasn't aware I did that. Uh, I wasn't aware I said that. Can you give me an example of when that happened? So, again, that leads into your piece. If you're giving the feedback, make sure that you're prepared to give an example uh, of where someone's done something well or not so well, whatever it may be, because that helps to actually oil the conversation. And I think that's... You know, very, very valid and valuable, John. In that, if you are getting lots and lots and lots of questions that come back, once you've, it, it may be that that the reason you're getting those questions because you weren't prepared in the first place. Sure, sure, absolutely. Wise words. What are your thoughts in in the global community in which we operate these days? Uh, you and I do a huge amount of work on Skype, as I know many, many of our listeners must do, and and other mediums where you're not in the same vicinity as other people. What, what are your thoughts on on giving feedback either by email or uh, over the phone or or on, on, on Skype? What are some of the some of the pitfalls and positives about that? Well, I think I think Skype can be a can be. I, I think the best is face to face. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, Skype, you've got a if you've got a visual, I mean, Zoom and, and various uh, conference calls and things like that, where you may be in a different part of the world or a different location, and that can that can um, work. You you because you're not with the person, you might not see the fallout afterwards. It might be putting a brave face on it that might go away. Um, but I think I think you can you can give feedback through those if there's no other mechanism. I think where it gets more difficult, the the phone is awkward because you can't see body language so you can't see great point you can't see how people react to the feedback that you've maybe given or to the to the conversation and therefore i think you've got to take care with with the phone i think um you 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 could could get yourself into a little bit of hot water potentially but i think the worst one is is written feedback and right. particularly emails, you know, there's some research which has been done, which um, basically says if you send an email out to somebody, they will, and you would send it out in a very, in a kind of say a neutral tone, you know, it's quite, it was fairly, fairly sort of balanced. They will always read it, uh, you know, as, as in a, a much worse um, angle or put meaning into it than you intended. So probably about sort of 25% or worse. If, you, if, you, if you've got a neutral tone, they'll perceive it badly. If you, if you put a, a an email out, which is actually quite, you know, you're a bit irritated, and they will see receive that and perceive it terribly. If you put a good email out, which is which has got positives in it, they'll perceive it quite neutrally. Uh, and uh, you put a really positive email out, um, they may perceive that as being okay. So you've got to be mindful that that um, how someone will perceive it is likely to be more negative and put more meaning behind it than you actually you intended. The other thing they will do is they will look at the specific words that you use and they will then put an, a meaning behind that. We are meaning machines as human beings. Yeah. We're continuously trying to make meanings out of things and and we will always, um, well, we'll often, uh, rather than read things positively, you will read them more negatively. And of course with human emotions, 
then um, if people are feeling anger, sadness and fear and hurt and those sorts of things, we feel those very, very deeply. And they can also trigger off all sorts of other emotions, which may be completely utterly irrelevant, or they come from a teacher saying this when they're at school, and suddenly the people are in a pickle, and they're they're expanding this problem, and it's getting bigger and bigger for them. And next time you see them, they have a complete and utter outburst, what you what you weren't expecting when you just give them a little bit of feedback that the newsletter they wrote this month wasn't quite as good as the one before. <laughs> it's, uh, so you've got to be careful. Yeah. So the message there is be careful because some of those mediums are tricky, and, and I think particularly your your thoughts about email um, are, are very relevant. So, Chris, as we're, as we're getting close to the uh, to the end of the show, for any business owners listening and thinking, do you know what? We really need to do more of this and, and to kind of evolve this, uh, develop this in our culture to get better results, improve our results. What what would your advice be for, for anybody on where to start? Well, I think what you have to do is you have to educate yourselves in terms of what it actually means. You know, what this is there is an art to this there's some process there's some things to think about there's some behaviors so i think it's important that you you maybe listen to this interview again Um, you could ultimately bring in people like ourselves to help you to to do that Um, i think you have to raise this at a board level as well about um you know culture Uh, have a look at how it fits in with your values because as an organization you may have values which include you know excellence or growth or um or I mean, sincerity, integrity, and actually the fact that you're giving uh, giving, giving out um, ad- feedback just at appraisal time may, may be completely against the values that you have, which might suggest that you want to do things in a more excellent way, in a more higher integrity way, in a more honest way, and you're not doing that, so you're not meeting your values. So it's a conversation at quite a senior level about this, actually, about the court, and then you, you have a look at, you educate yourself around it, as you think about the different mechanisms that you can put in place to, to ensure you've got a performance um, feedback culture, uh, and um, and then you know you start to implement it from there and you look at different different ways we have different approaches to build them in feedback into into teams and you you start helping people become more, more aware of their personal um their personal um personalities and styles and that then helps them understand their being so there's a lot to think about but the first thing i think is to educate yourself and i really appreciate that actually you may not be following through on your values if you're not giving feedback regularly sure okay and it's a big performance it's a big performance opportunity here. Yeah, and, and and just on that theme, if you if you took kind of worst case scenario where maybe you'd done a survey using engagement multiplier and and the feedback come from from uh, anonymously from the troops to say, do you know we know when we're doing a bad job around here because we get told, but we never knew know when we're doing a good job. What would your advice be to the the owner of of, of a business where that was the kind of uh, message they were receiving? So, so they were, they were receiving a message that says what? Sorry, that that says well, we know when we're doing a bad job because we get told, but we don't seem to know if we're doing the job okay. Well, I, th- I think if you don't know if you're doing the job okay, then you haven't got a mechanism in place that's that's assessing, helping you assess that you are doing a job okay, do you? So, you know, you need to put those mechanisms in place, and you need to ensure that that feedback's happening, both positive sure. and negative, and. Uh, if, if you're getting positive feedback, you want to be doing more of it. If you're getting um, negative feedback, you want to be addressing it. Message to business leaders, say thank you more often. I think say thank you more often to to, to listen and, yeah, and thank you. That's the thing, you know, upward feedback is always challenging, isn't it? So as a as a leader, you've got to be thinking too, actually, I'm, I'm prepared to accept feedback from other people. Um, I'm not going to be arrogant about it. I'm going to, you know. Great message to finish with, Chris. Then 
Um, so, Chris, that's been a fantastic session on giving and receiving feedback. Uh, and uh, on behalf of everybody listening, thank you very much for, for your words of wisdom. And um, over to you just to, to close the show. Absolutely. So th- thank you very much, John. I'm doing a brilliant job today. It's been great to talk to you. Um, next week's show, Laura McKinney, we're going to be talking about about surveys and how to do a really brilliant surveys. The organization is absolutely fantastic at it and has created something very special through their survey mechanism. So if you're interested in that, um, do, do uh, join us again next week. Once again, huge thank you to John and to Voice America for all the help. And do send me any questions, comments, feedback. Love to hear it. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 